Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. Hallelujah. Well, you guys can take your seats. Not for long, though, I'm just going to say, not for long. And I'm going to ask the band to just kind of stay up here for a couple minutes. Um, just, thank you. Just so you know, um, if you're with us for the first time, I'm, <laughs> this is my lifesaver. This is my lifesaver. This is my lifesaver. Um, my name is Pastor Diane, and welcome you to LifePoint Church tonight. I am not Pastor Aaron, as you can tell. My hair is a little longer. Um, we might dress alike. Uh, we, you know, I've noticed um, as we've gotten a little more mature, we tend to dress alike. Is that a normal thing about like being together for periods of time and getting more mature that you tend to dress a little bit alike? Um, he'll pick something out and then, you know, I'll pick something out and it'll be kind of like a long color scheme. That I, I don't know if this is normal, but I'm really kind of like, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm, am I echoing to you guys out there a little, little bit? Not too much. Is that me? So it's just me. I can hear that echo. Okay. It's probably, probably just some feedback there. Okay. So anyway, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here with you tonight. I'm excited to be in church. I'm excited that um, I have the honor and the privilege to share something with you tonight. Um, going along with like the glory being revealed in our life. Um, the Lord just kind of spoke a couple things to me, um, and I'm going to share those, and I'm going to do it in a way that um, I'm going to just let the Lord really just flow through me as much as possible tonight. So, um, you might have a nugget here, and a strip over here, or a leg over here, or a thigh over here, so there might be some different things, but... I'm believing they'll all tie in together and encourage you tonight. Um, I'm going to share on something that um, is something we all need to recognize that we have. And we all need to recognize that we have a voice. Amen? And we've learned so passionately and wonderfully from our pastor that uh, about the glory being revealed in 2022 and there's a way that the glory is going to be revealed to us and through us in so many different ways there was one way that he shared was it last Wednesday you talked about the gazing and then in the glance it was last Wednesday so I don't know about you guys but that really ministered a lot to me about how we focus our gaze we get intentionally focused on God and it changes our perspectives and then we glance at everything else that might be around us and I thought how wonderful that is to think about that we can get a laser focus on God and gaze into the very essence of who he is and it's going to change our perspective and if it changes our thinking it'll change the way that we speak and it'll change our voices amen are you encouraged about that okay Always before I, I do anything, which I love the fact that I have the band playing behind me because um, I'm going to require a couple things out of you tonight, um, but I'm going to pray, and then we'll get right into what I feel like the Lord wants to share with you tonight. Are you all right with that? Y'all good? Y'all ready for some more snow tonight? Yes, I have some believers in the house. Jen, I know Jen is one of those believers too. All right. Well, let's pray. Father, we love you. You know what? Just raise your hands tonight where you're at. Just raise your hands for a minute. And we're just going to say, God, we love you. We honor you. And as we raise our hands and surrender to you tonight, God, we want to acknowledge the wonderful Father that you are. And we want to honor you in a way, God, that maybe we've never even honored you before. Let this night even be a new experience for us. Let it be something, God, even if we've heard something before, let it be something that's a new experience. Something, God, that you're going to speak to us in a way that we can apply it to our lives. But most of all, we can apply it to our dedication of worship unto you through our lives. And let the glory be revealed through our lives.
as we have so wonderfully learned from your word over the last two to three weeks, God, is that you're going to let the glory be revealed in us, to us, and for us. And I'm so grateful for the word that has been brought forth by our shepherd, the one who cares for us so good, so well, the anointed and appointed one for our church family. And God, I'm so thankful that as we hear and continue to have the opportunity to hear your words, we know they're going to change our life because we know that this church's assignment is to honor you, to alter our culture and change lives. And we know that life change will come if we allow it, if we declare it, and we honor you through it. So God, we just thank you that tonight we're going to give you the room that you need. And we're going to give you the response to what is being spoken. And as we do, there's going to be change that starts happening in us. And then it's going to start coming out of us through our voice. And so, Lord, thank you. How we love and honor you. And thank you for just a place, a home that we can worship you so graciously. And thank you, God, for our, our, our worship team and our pastors and our leadership and our family. God, you know, gratefulness just brings such an amazing change in our perspective. And we need to begin to continually speak that gratefulness out of our hearts so that we can keep those things before us of your faithfulness in our lives. So we love you, Lord, and we thank you for tonight. And we honor you, and we praise you, and we give you all the glory in the mighty, powerful, wonderful, amazing, everlasting, forever name of Jesus, your precious son, and those in agreement say amen. I could have kept going on there. I don't know about you guys, but I could have kept praying. Thank you guys very, very much. Awesome. I'll probably have them come back up here in just a little bit, but... Um, what I want to share about tonight has to do with your voice. And the title of my message or my sharing tonight is My Voice Matters and So Does Yours. My voice matters and so does yours. If you're a believer, your voice matters. And you have to believe that your voice matters. Um, just share some background of some information that some of you might know, might not know. If you've heard me share before, you've heard me share about some things in my past, but I'll just say this real quick. But um, in my family, in the birth order of my family, is anybody aware of anything about birth orders? Okay, if not, it's like first, second, third, fourth, uh, plus sons, of however. And then it changes per how many years. After five years, it's almost like it starts over if there's a, a gap in between. Anyway, I read a book. It was an amazing book about birth order, and it kind of gave a lot of explanation about the order of my birth. Um, and so I was the, the, the last, is what I say. I used to say the baby, but then I would always hear, oh, the baby always gets everything they want. Oh, they get away with anything and everything. To some degree, that might be a little bit true. But to some degree, it's not. So I've heard that most of my life, especially after the fact that I wasn't a planned baby. So I was the last of the last. And there's a gap in between my sister and obviously my brother. I have a brother. I, ha I have a sister that passed away. But um, so in the birth order, I'm the last child. And in a lot of the description, which I'll try to be quick about this, but you know how I am. Um, uh, the birth order, the oldest is always the overachiever, the one that has to establish, the one that has to pave the, the way for the rest of us that come along. How many firstborns are in here? I want to know. Raise your hand. Be proud of it. You're a firstborn. Be proud of it. Okay, how many like secondborn or maybe middle child's children? Oh, be proud of that too. All right. You kind of have like in between syndrome, meaning like you can function one way and you can function another way and you can function all ways. So you're kind of like a good combo. How many like lastborns are in the room? Come on. 
All right, I like it. Okay, so you understand that you probably got that harassment is what I used to call it. Um, oh, you get your way, you get everything. Unfortunately, sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. Um, but anyway, so, but when it came to like things that were important, the baby knows nothing. So it, so it seems, you know, but if the oldest child says it, it happens. It's the truth. It's the gospel. How many of you firstborns again? Raise your hand. Okay. Um, have you ever experienced that? How many of you are overachievers too? Okay. Nothing wrong with that. It's good to have a goal. It's good to achieve things. I'm not condemning you. I'm not like making fun of you. I'm really not. I'm just saying in the birth order, it was always like, you know, oh, she's the baby. She doesn't really know what's happening or what's going on. She's the last. Like, she's the youngest. You know, she came along. Actually, she was an accident. She, she came along later. I didn't plan her. So she doesn't really know what she's talking about. Until I came into a relationship with Jesus. And then when they needed something and they needed prayer, who'd they call? They called the baby. They called the last born. Right? Okay, anybody bear witness with that? Okay, so, and you know what? I so graciously joined my faith up with theirs, even though theirs was non-existent at times. Um, <laughs> so that, that was the birth order. So that's the birth order. So the baby doesn't really have a voice is what I'm trying to get at, in case you're wondering where I'm going. Where I'm going is that usually the last born is the one that their voice doesn't have a whole lot of weight to it or doesn't carry a whole lot of, like, input or... And if you've experienced that, I feel your pain. And if you haven't, feel our pain, okay? Um, but in reference to that, what I was saying is that birth order matters in the natural. But to God, there's a birth order that you're in for a reason. And the voice that he's given you matters no matter if you're the first, the middle, the last, the addition, okay? So your voice matters. And right now in our culture... They're trying to snuff our voices out. I don't care what birth order you're in. They're trying to close your mouth. They're trying to keep it closed so you don't have anything that you can say or have an opinion or have a right. And let me tell you, we live in an amazing country. We have rights. And we have a law that will back our rights. Okay? And for too long, we've allowed that law to be lackadaisical in our life and not back up the rights that we have, especially as believers. So we have a voice and a voice matters. Now, we, we don't want to talk in a way that's arrogant or condemning or offensive, but we have to stand firm in our voice in the culture that we're in right now. We're in a make it or break it kind of time right now. And when you don't realize that your voice matters, you know what will happen? You'll give in to any other voice that comes along your way. And you'll be influenced by that voice because you really don't know what your voice is and the birth order of who you are in Jesus. So if you don't know your birth order in Christ, you're his favorite. You're his uno numero one. Is that right? Is that like, I'm not real good at that. Uno numero what? What? Anyway. Okay. So if you don't know that and you don't let your voice stand firm on what you believe in and who you are in Jesus, then you'll let those other voices start to convince you of who you are. It'll bring an influence. Has anybody ever been influenced by someone else's voice in their life? Could be their family, their friends, whatever. Was it negative? Was it positive? Okay, so see, those voices matter. It could be depending on who it is in your life, right? But they matter. So if their voice matters, why doesn't yours? Why doesn't yours? Right? We know the voice of God matters, right? Is everybody in this room in agreement? The fact that the voice of God matters. That the voice of God speaks with authority. He spoke us, created us in existence because he spoke those things. He created the universe. He created light. He spoke those things 
What if he wouldn't have? Well, we wouldn't be here probably, right? But his voice is the most important voice. And God spoke things over us. And those are the voice or the voice that we need to be listening to right now. Um, Isaiah 43, 7, Pastor Devin's going to put it up there for me. I'm just going to speak this. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, we heard this word over the last three weeks, right? Whom I formed and I made. So what did his voice do? He called you. That means he spoke you by name. That's a voice that matters in your life. And it says, whom I created for my glory. Well, what are we learning about? We're learning about the glory of God and being revealed to us, in us, and through us. And so the gaze, when I learned about that, I thought, we gaze at something that we admire or we gaze at something that's appealing to us. We gaze or intentionally focus on something that matters to us. Right? So if we're gazing, then what we're seeing is probably something we want to be more like. So we have to be intentional to be more like that and less like us. Right? So we're, we're learning about, okay, so if we're gazing at the Lord and he created us for his glory, then we're going to start to behave like him and speak like him. And that is another way that his glory is revealed in us, through us, and to us, is that voice of what he said over you, that declaration who he called you by name. He called you with a name. And when someone calls you by a name, there's purpose. There's intentionality. And it gives you an idea of what has been spoken over you. Right? But just as much as that intentionality can be positive, it can be negative. Right? So the world is having all these voices coming at us and saying things. But, you know, they didn't, they didn't call us by name. They're calling us names but they didn't call us by name, by Jesus, right? They're real good at calling us names. And unfortunately, we're good at letting them do that. And sometimes we get convinced of that name that they start calling us, and then we start believing it. When what I'm seeing is in Isaiah 43, 7, that he called me by name. And my purpose is he created me for his glory, whom he formed and made me, not their voice, not what they spoke over me, not who they're trying to tell us that we are, that we're not. Are you going to be convinced by the word of God that is faithful and true, that has proved faithful in your life? Are you going to hear that voice come at you? Are you going to let the voice of the culture and the people even sometimes around you begin to form you in a way that is not called to his glory? God is faithful in his word, and we need to be faithful in ours. He stood up for us. He spoke for us. He took our place. The least we can do is use our mouth and speak up for him. The least we can do. Amen? I'm going to have three points here in just a few minutes, but as I go a little further, this is something that I've learned, and I've learned it the hard way. And it's hard, but it's good. That as the last child, feeling like I didn't have a say in anything, because I was scared, first of all. I, I grew up under a lot of fear of, you know, don't cry or I'll give you something to cry about. Has anybody ever heard that comment? <laughs> I think that's a wicked, terrible comment. Don't you believe it for a second? Um, and so I didn't. And what would happen is I began to close my mouth. But in the midst of closing my mouth because I lived in fear, I closed my heart. And I was in bondage. And I felt like it doesn't matter what I say. I'm not saying a word. Because I'm not getting beat with a belt. It doesn't matter. That isn't happening to me. I hear my brother and sister, that is not happening to me. So I'm going to keep my mouth closed. 
I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to let that lump in the throat stay there so no tear comes out of my eye. My voice is not going to come out. And so it suppressed who I was and who I was created to be because I lived in fear. If you felt like that, you don't have to live like that. That's not what God called you to. Your voice matters. And so I lived under that fear for years and years. <laughs> and now those of you who know me, that my voice is heard a lot, especially by my family. And sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes they want to, like, take my voice and go, stop. Can you close it for a few? Just give me a couple minutes. Um, but it, what it showed me was it hindered who I was created to be. It hindered who God said and spoke over me. And so I hushed myself, and I missed out on that calling for those years. One, because I didn't know it, because I didn't have that relationship with Jesus. Two, it's because I lived in fear. But oh, my sweet Lord, when I came to know Jesus, when I came to know Jesus, when I came to know Jesus, the floodgates opened. But this is something I noticed, though. When you begin to start speaking and you start understanding who you are and speaking things that maybe you should have been speaking for years and you hadn't, and you start declaring those things, and you start getting that confidence built up on the inside of you, and you start speaking it with boldness and courage like Joshua and Caleb, that nothing was going to take them down. We don't see those grasshoppers. We see what God can do. This is what happens. When you get bold and begin to speak, you get enemies you never thought you'd have. Come on, come on. How many know when you start speaking up and saying stuff, ooh, those that, you were, that were your besties become your worsties, right? They start saying, hold up now. I can agree with you on something, but not that. Has anybody ever had that experience? Come on. Maybe not even as blatantly as I just said, but you've had that experience at some point. When you get bold and courageous, People don't like it because they want to be bold and courageous, and they don't like the fact that now you're bold and courageous, and now they want what you have, and then they get envious and get jealous, and then they start running their voice. Yeah? Does this sound familiar to anybody? Right? Why, why hold back the glory of God that could come through our voice because we want to be stifled by another voice so that we fit in? You know, as believers, we were never called to fit in. We were called to stand out. Called. 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 You don't fit into this. And you should actually rejoice at the fact that you don't fit in. You really want to be like them? I don't. So when you get bold, you start getting those enemies. And they start saying things. Their voices start speaking. And I don't know about you, but I've had that happen. And when it starts speaking and you start thinking, wait a minute, but that's not who I am. That's not what it is. No, I'm not that person. You're, you're not saying the truth. That's not accurate. You're telling a lie about me. Then it starts to weigh on you. And then you start, I don't know about you, but the way I used to handle it, I used to like retreat. I'd isolate. I'd pull back. And I'd stay away. And so it stifled me, and it took me down roads I never wanted to go down. But I felt safe because if I didn't say anything, then everybody liked me. The opinion of man is as a snare is what the Scripture says. It'll snare you up, chew you up, and spit you out and leave you for nothing. So we get too concerned about what people think about us. Now, I'm not talking about loving people, and I'm not talking about walking the way Jesus walked. Because let me tell you, Jesus could thin a room quicker than probably most of us could thin a room. And he did it with truth. So why don't we look for when we go somewhere to think about, maybe I should thin this room a little bit. Yeah? 
Maybe we start using our mouth or our voice to thin this room, but at least there's truth going forth, which will produce a fruit. Yeah? Yeah? I mean, but we get intimidated, right? We get fearful. But you start getting enemies that you never thought you would have. Never thought you would have enemies like that. And then you're wondering why. Why are they saying this about me? Why are they doing it? Because. Because you got bold and you started speaking the truth. And you started declaring what the word of God said about you. That you were created for his glory and called by his name. He gave you a name. And that voice is important. And the only way that you're going to be able to refuse or rebut those other voices is by knowing what he has said about you. Because if you don't know what Jesus has said over you, spoken over you, called you by name, then you will start to fall prey to the very thing that's around you the most. The influences. Those words. Those voices. Your voice matters. My voice matters. And we were given a voice because we are made in his image, and if he spoke things into existence, he told us we could speak things into existence according to the word of God. That we're to declare and decree a thing according to the word of God, and it shall be established. So what that says to me is that if I'm speaking the word and having the voice of what he's saying, then I'm going to be establishing some things that are going to further the kingdom. Yeah? So, moving on, I'll move on. Um, the other thing, too, when you start allowing your voice to be silenced, then you start complying with the enemy. When you start allowing your voice to be silenced, you will start complying with the enemy. I'm looking at people that I know that you would not willingly comply with the enemy, would you? But if you don't let your voice be heard or let your voice speak, then what it's saying is you're complying with what the enemy is doing. Because why is it it's okay for them to say it, but not us? Because then they start using the excuse, oh, well, you're a Christian. You should love everybody. You should just, you know, Give in to all these things. Just accept people for who they are. Well, yes, accept them for who they are in Christ because we need to see them even if they don't know Jesus the way that Jesus sees them, but not the way that they are. Because what you're doing is you're contributing to the destruction that's in their life. And if you continue to enable them in that destruction, then you will, because if you have the opportunity and God puts you in that place that you should have said something, then there's an accountability that will come your way. I don't want that responsibility without accountability. And I want to be accountable to Jesus. If he says, you need to say something to this person because they need an encouragement. Your voice needs to be heard. And I don't do it, then I'm held accountable for it. And what if something happens? And if my voice isn't the one he uses, he'll find someone else who is willing for their voice to be used. You know, a few years back, the Lord, we were going through some situations with our church, and the Lord said to me, if you don't step up, someone else will step in. Oh, my gosh. It's one of those kind of moments where it's like, uh, takes the very breath out of you. Because what I did was I, I pulled back. I retreated. I got out of my post, I got out of my position, and I let my voice be silenced. Because I got into the thing that I grew up in, fear. So I thought if I just stay quiet, you know, no ruffles, if I don't create any waves, everything will be good. It wasn't. So I look at it like, well, heck, I love the ocean, let's just create some waves. Right? Let's just use our voice and start creating waves. Right? Currents. Currents. You'll start complying with the enemy when you don't speak up for what is right. You know, sometimes silence means agreement. Right? 
I mean, if you see somebody, I mean, we've heard multiple things in the news of people like on trains or in cars or different things that people just go and they like, they'll carjack them or they'll, they'll do worse. They'll, I'm going to say this in, and I hope it's okay. Like the, the report a few months back, I think it was back in November or whatever, where a, a young lady was on a train and she was sexually assaulted and people stood around and filmed it with their phone instead of doing something about it. Instead of letting their voice even scream, yell, do something. What is that? Right? Because we're too busy looking instead of doing. We're too busy not saying anything because we're afraid we're going to get in trouble about it. Or we don't want that I don't want to be that person, but I want to put it on post it on social media. Could, could somebody not take a shoe off and kick him or, or something? You know, maybe kick him where he needs to be kicked, right? Say something. Do something. I mean, when I heard that story, it, 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 it did something to me. It angered me. It saddened me. It made me want to fight. All these emotions wrapped up into one. But what I needed to do was use my voice. And say, no, this has got to stop. And start praying. And start declaring things. And start speaking truth to those that are around us. Don't, we can't let this, we can't let this go on. We can't let it happen. Because then it's going to start silencing us completely. And then you know what's going to happen? It's going to happen to one of us. Wouldn't you want someone to stand up for you if something like that was happening? Wouldn't you want some guy to at least be a guy and throw a few punches? Come on, guys. Right? Not you guys, but no. But I'm just saying, right? I mean, come on, girls. Like, somebody do something. Say something. Be bold about it. You know? Don't just let it happen. But that's basically what we're doing as believers if we don't speak up for the truth. We're just letting it happen. We're getting compliant with what the, word, with what the enemy is saying. You know, because... This, too, is part of his glory has to do with your voice and your speaking. We use our voice to bring comfort and, and peace through the word, and that brings him glory. That will bring him glory. It will reveal glory to people when you use your voice in ways. Like, like somebody could have spoke something for that, said something, right? Brought some kind of halt to what the enemy was doing. we got to be bold. we got to be willing to use our voices. Our voices matter. My voice matters, and so does yours. Right? So let me just give you three points real quick, and then we can, um, I have something else that the Lord wanted me to do, and I'm going to do it, but real quick. Okay, number one, your voice carries power. That's a point, number one. Your voice carries power, okay? Your voice is so powerful. It can be used for good or evil. The Word even declares in Proverbs, that, and Pastor Devin, I think he's going to put it up on there for me, um, that we speak, uh, I'm sorry, Proverbs um, 18. I'm sorry. I should have told you that. That's, my, that's on me. Okay. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Right? It has the power of life and death. So that means something that comes out is either going to speak life or it's going to speak death. Right? So what does that say? The power. So your voice carries power. You're either going to speak death or you're going to speak life, right? So no matter what we say, it's going to be one or the other. Is that what that reads? The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Those who love it will eat its fruit. So whatever you're, you say, we're going to eat the fruit of it, be it positive or be it negative, Right? But it carries power with it. So your voice carries power. So if you've ever thought, like I used to think when I was little, it doesn't matter what I say because my voice is never heard. And I, I lived with that for years. Years. There's even times now where I'm like, it doesn't matter what I say. I say things and nobody listens. Anybody ever have those moments? Yeah? I mean, I have those moments with my children. I have those moments with my husband. Right? Seriously, I do. It's like, did you hear me? Did you know I made a noise? <laughs> Clearly, you all know I can make noise. It's like, hello? 
but it's it's that selective hearing that we all we all do men and women so I'm not gonna you know pinpoint that out but I'm just saying so it's like it carries power like we were having a discussion last night and there were some words that were coming out that carried some power and it wasn't positive I'll just say that and that's all the further I'll go and but it's because would you put that back on there sorry sorry <laughs> okay so the tongue has the power of life and death you know when you get in an argument sometimes you don't speak a lot of life you speak a little bit of death right I don't want to be known for that I don't but it happens I'm just real it happens girls right ladies mm -hmm. come on back me up okay and then so I wasn't speaking a lot of life there was some death getting in there but there was power in what I was saying. And because I'm an expressive person, it comes out of my mouth. He tells me all the time, I don't know how, that, how you do that. Like, you can just say it. And I'm like, you're right, I can. Sometimes it's not always good, though. But there's power. There's a power to your voice. So we need to utilize this power in the way that's beneficial for us in society as a believer. Yeah? Because then that's going to bring the glory of God here. It's going to reveal his glory through you, for you, in you. And then what is it? Then, then men will praise him, and they'll see how awesome our God is. Yes? Yes. Amen. So your voice carries power. We need to be very strategic with it. Okay, because I don't know about you, because I am someone who can say probably just about anything. Sometimes I'm not real strategic with my words, and I have to watch. And then I always ask the Lord in that scripture, what's that scripture? Does anybody know? Put a guard over your mouth. Like, there are times I'll just say, God, you got to put a guard over my mouth. Because I know something might come out, and it's, it might not be good. So put a guard over my mouth. Because my heart cares so much about pleasing Jesus, but my mouth just says, Let's just get this in, can we? <laughs> you know? Anybody feel that way? Okay. So you got to be strategic in what we say and what we speak with our voices because it carries power. So we'd be very strategic with it. And God has actually given you the gift of voice. That's a gift. It's a gift. And there's a responsibility with that. So we don't want to waste that gift. Because we all know God that gives, he gives such good gifts because he's a good father. So our voice is a good thing. It's a good gift if we utilize it strategically, intentionally, with love and power. And no silencing by being compliant to the enemy and coming in agreement with things we should never come in agreement with. I'm not, I'm not saying these things tonight to condemn anybody. I'm saying them to get you fired up. I'm saying them to encourage you and realize your voice matters no matter your birth order. Because the only order of birth that you need to be worried about, like I said, is the order of birth that you came in through Jesus. Amen? Okay, so you got to be strategic. It's powerful. Okay. Number two. I'll move on. Um, voice carries weight. Okay, it's powerful, and it carries weight. Now, I don't know about you. Sometimes we don't like to carry weight. I'll tell you what kind of weight I don't like to carry on my body. I don't like to carry that weight. And, but your voice carries a lot of weight, whether you realize it or not. We are continually scrutinized as believers, and we don't even know it sometimes. And sometimes we do. But it carries a weight with it. And we can utilize that weight. You know, we can balance that weight so that we actually can accomplish. Um, like, what is it when we build muscle? We build resistance, and it helps to build endurance. And, and we don't like it sometimes, but we know, oh, it's only going to make me stronger. It's going to burn fat faster. Yeah? It is. You know what's really, this is totally off subject. Well, it's not. But, you know, men have 20% more muscle mass than we do. So they burn fat a lot faster because they build muscle quicker and easier. And so it takes them less time to lose weight than it does. You know what I'm saying? And that's so annoying. Um, and so they can just I just lost five pounds. <laughs> and we're doing this. <gasps> I just gained 10. <laughs> right? Okay. Anyway, so your voice carries weight. 
So we want to make sure it carries the right weight, right? And the Lord spoke something else to me because of the things and the issues that I've had with my voice and not being heard and getting, you know, not somebody listening to me. He said this to me a few years back, and he said, if you want your voice to have weight, you have to have weight to your voice. So we can say things, but if they don't have any weight to them or truth, let's just exchange that word, weight, for truth, then people are going to shut us down. Because in the time that we're living in right now, we need truth. And, and, and really, at, we're at a place where there's a desperation period in our culture that this is probably the best time for a harvest. This is the best time for sow and see. This is the best time to bring believers into the kingdom of heaven. So we want that weight to be carried through our voice. Voices carry weight. We want that to be something that is good. So if we want our voice to carry weight, we have to have weight to our voice. How do we get weight to our voice? Here's how. Learn what the Word of God says. Live what the Word of God says. Speak what the Word of God says. And you'll have weight to your voice. Because he's not a man that he could lie. So if he said it, that settles it with me. And if he said it and he's been faithful and he'll always be faithful, then we start declaring those things. People will be able to know that's truth and that's faithfulness and it's going to be established. Right? I mean, because we all can blow off our opinions, our thoughts, you know, those kind of things. And a lot of them, you know, don't mean diddly, you know. And some of them do. But if we have weight to our voice and we have truth to our voice, it's going to carry something. And it's going to carry us through and it's going to show people who God is. And then glory is going to be revealed. Isn't that good? I want to be a glory carrier. I don't know about you, but I do. My heart is so to carry the glory of God. And I am someone who I do not like injustice. Um, I'll speak up for the underdog. I'll take it. That's why it's like when those kind of things happen, I just want to let's fight. Let's take care of these people that are trying to take over. Take us over. And you know, have you ever, ever thought that? Have you ever thought, if I just had the opportunity, if God, if you just turn your eyes that way for just a few minutes... Has anybody ever, come on, be honest. Has anybody ever had that feeling? You just turn that way, Jesus, don't see it. I will repent. But if you just don't look and I can get a little in. And then there's some kind of satisfaction that happens. And then you start feeling like doo-doo afterward. But that moment, ooh. Anyway, okay, so you have to, your voice has to have weight to it. It has to be something that carries weight. But the only way that's going to happen is if you have weight to your voice, meaning you have truth in your voice. Amen? All right, moving on. Number three, voice carries responsibility. We are responsible for the things that we said. Scripture, again, will you put that back up, Pastor Devin? Thank you. Or Pastor Molly, if you'll do that for me. Uh, Proverbs, yes, thank you. So there is a responsibility in this. The responsibility, it doesn't only just give us power. The responsibility is that we have to know what we're going to say because we'll eat the fruit of it. There's a responsibility of what we're going to eat, and that's on us. So if we speak life, woo, we're going to eat the fruit of life. Isn't that good? It's tasty. It's ripe. It's juicy. It's perfect. You ever have one of those peaches that is just ripe? Mm. And you cut that thing and the juice just starts flowing and you put it in your mouth and like, oh my gosh, this is heaven. Well, if you don't like a peach, maybe there's another fruit that you like, but have you ever had those experiences where you're just like, you know, okay, getting off track, sorry. You have, your voice has a responsibility to it. And he requires us to steward the things that we say. So the gift of your voice still has to be managed. There has to be a responsibility to it. Because we just can't go out there and just go and vomit all over the place. And even if it's truth, you know, there's ways that we can say it. So we have to have responsibility with our voice. There has to be a way that we bring glory to God in the right way and be responsible for the things that we say in truth, but be bold and not back down. So there is a, a steward part of our voice. There is something that you have to be responsible for. And so we have to manage our voice with the right things 
And then get this. This is what happens when you manage your voice with the right things. You increase in authority. Wow. I don't know about you, but I like to be able to have authority, but sometimes the responsibility of it, you know, the higher responsibility you have, the less rights you have. Does anybody understand what I mean? <laughs> We're going to be responsible for taking care of something, but we don't have the right to destroy it. And, you know, like some people like, okay, I'll give you an example. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so you go into these public bathrooms, Target, Walmart, Pennies, wherever. Okay, and there's a person that's responsible for cleaning those bathrooms, right? They even have to write their little name, a little star by it, what time they did it, all that kind of stuff. And clearly, you can tell when they're cleaned and when they're not. And for some odd reason, J.C. Penney's has this odor. And it's had that over ever since I can remember. But anyway, and sometimes it's not very clean. Lord, remind me what I'm saying here. Um, yeah, okay. So they want, there's somebody that's responsible for that, right? They're responsible for cleaning that bathroom. So if they don't clean it, that responsibility might get taken away from them. Some people might be like, thank God, I don't have to clean the bathroom again. But that's a responsibility that they have to do. And if they're willing to do that, then people are going to be like, oh, we can give them a little bit more. And then a little bit more. And a little bit more. And then they're in a place of authority where they can dictate, hey, you are going to be the one to clean that bathroom. And I know how it needs to be cleaned, and I expect it. And you'll get paid well if you do it. You have the authority to do that at that point because you went through the proper way. You took responsibility, did what you did. And does that make sense? So we've got to take a responsibility for a voice, right? Because we're going to eat the fruit of it. So if we're sowing like, like stinky voice, then we're going to have to be responsible for the stinky result. And it's not going to carry authority in it. And then nobody's going to want to listen to us. Have you, ever, have you ever been around somebody that says something continuously, 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 and you're like, mm-hmm, you know, the cry wolf thing? And they're like, yeah, well, I'm not going to believe that because how many times have you said that? And then there's no responsibility, so there's absolutely no authority in the thing that they're saying. There's no truth in what they're saying. You can't rely on them, right? So our voice has to, what, have a responsibility to it. So just like that bathroom, somebody had to take care of that bathroom, they were in authority over that bathroom. Now, I'll tell you what. If I was responsible for that bathroom, I'd be taking my authority. When I write my name, I'd be like, I want this bathroom clean. <laughs> I don't want it to smell like sulfur. I'd be like, I'm responsible for this bathroom. I would go in. I'd check on it. I'd make sure it was staying clean. I wouldn't say that to the people, even though I'd want to. It's one of those moments we want God's head to turn, but we're not going to do that. And I'd be responsible enough because then what's going to happen? That's going to eventually get me authority in another position, right? So in essence of saying that about stinky bathrooms, hence J.C. Penney's. If you work at Penney's, I am so sorry. And I feel bad for you because you have to use that bathroom. Maybe you find the person that's responsible for it. And maybe ask them if they can, you know, use their authority and get it taken care of. But anyway, okay, so your voice carries responsibility. Your voice will be heard. And here's the thing. It will multiply if you're responsible with it, and then you will, it will be used for his glory. It will multiply. If you're responsible for the things that come out of your mouth, your voice carries that weight and that power. When you're responsible for that, then what's going to happen is you're going to use it and it's going to multiply and then it's going to glorify. And so I'm so grateful that I have a voice. And I'm so grateful that my voice matters. Even if other people, other people don't think it matters, my Jesus knows my voice matters because he gave it to me as a gift and he gave it to me to say something and stand up for the very thing that I believe in and I want to use the power that comes with my voice and I want to use the the weight the truth that comes with my voice and I want to be responsible for it so that it brings glory to Jesus because all those things tied in means that your voice matters 
And you have to be willing to use it so that glory can be given to Jesus, right? Because how are people going to know? They're not going to know. Yes, we're supposed to live our lives that way, but it's necessary sometimes to say something, especially when it comes to truth and it comes against what the Word of God says. So in the culture that we're in today, let's think about our voice has to carry that power, that weight, and that responsibility of speaking those things so God will be glorified. Amen? Amen? Amen. I am encouraged and now you all know my birth order. And now you all know why I talk a lot. And now you all know some of my secrets of my personality so that you will be like, oh, now I know why she acts the way she acts. Because she was the last child. <laughs> but I'm proud of being the last child in my family. Just like you should be proud if you're the middle and you should be proud if you're the, the oldest. Because... There was a reason why there was an order to your birth. Just like there's a reason there's an order and a responsibility and power for your voice. Because even in your family, you should have had that opportunity. I should have had that opportunity to use that voice in my family. And unfortunately, my family didn't live in a lot of faith freedom because they never wanted to hear what the baby had to say. unfortunately. Not that I know it all, because I don't. But I felt like I always tried to encourage them so that their life could be free and encourage them in faith. And the only time they wanted to hear from me or talk to me was when they were in trouble. But it's okay, because my voice mattered then. And hopefully I proved something to them. You may never know if you did, but if you're willing to speak it, carry the weight with it, the power with it, and the responsibility with it, then I'll tell you that's a great seed and it's going to glorify God. Amen? Amen. Were you encouraged tonight? Did you feel, thank you, did you feel like your voice matters now? Do you know that your voice matters? So my voice matters. You might all not think it, but Jesus thinks it, and your voice matters too.